Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Nicole Newman about her wedding at Walt Disney World back in the pre-COVID days. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned her wedding and how everything turned out. So welcome, Nicole. Hi, thank you so much. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you decided you wanted to have a Disney wedding. Well. Chuck and I are huge Disney fans. He didn't start off a Disney fan, but when we went together for our first time, I feel like he just saw like how much I loved it. And then he just became obsessed also. And we got engaged in Disney. So right after we got engaged, we were chit-chatting a little bit about like what our wedding might look like. We kind of initially were like, pretty scared about having a Disney wedding. We were like, that seems like a lot of work. That seems like it's going to be hard to get our family and all of our friends down here. That seems expensive. So we were kind of hesitant about it. So we came back to New Jersey and we started wedding planning. We looked at probably eight to 10 venues. We actually ended up picking a venue and a date and we were about to book it. And I was just like, something does not feel right about this. So Hmm. We started looking into Disney more. We started listening to your podcast. And when we saw it was something like that could be realistic for us, we decided to go for it. So that's how we decided on Disney. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So now how did your friends and family react when they found out where you decided to move the wedding to? The first thing we did before we officially decided, like we had made up our minds in our head, but... There were like people like our grandparents that we felt like they have to be there and our aunts and uncles. So we went to them first before we confirmed anything just to see if they would come. So before we booked anything or before we contacted Disney, we went to them and we told them what we were thinking. And then everyone was so supportive. Like everyone just wanted us to have the best day and be happy. So once we got their seal of approval, it was easy to move forward with the process. And our friends were so excited when they found out. So luckily everybody was at like a stage in their life where it was easy for them to travel and they didn't have too much tying them down here. So we really lucked out and everyone was so excited. That's fantastic. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 130 guests and we ended up having exactly 85, which was great because that was how much we needed for the reception venue we wanted. Chuck's family lives in Germany, some of them. So I feel like maybe if they were in America, we would have had a few more, but it was harder for them to get here. So we ended up with 85, which was a great number, we thought. Huh. Did you set up a room block for your guests? Yes, we did. 
we ended up picking Animal Kingdom Lodge for our deluxe resort. That's where we were going to be staying for the wedding. And we just love it there. And we thought it would be kind of a cool experience for our our guests, pretty unique. So we decided to choose there. For our moderate resort, we chose Port Orleans Riverside. We love it there. That's where we stayed when we got engaged. So it had like a special meaning to us. And we just think it's so beautiful. And then for our value resort, we chose Pop Century. At the time, we knew that they had just renovated. So we thought that would be like a nice place for our guests for the value resort. Great. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We knew that all of our guests would be traveling to come to our wedding. So I feel like a lot of times when people are picking the date for their wedding, they think, oh, it has to be a weekend. Like they want it to be convenient for everyone. But in reality, we kind of knew we were inconveniencing everybody by having this destination wedding. So we knew everyone would be making a trip. So we figured we would have a Thursday and it kind of could start our guests off with like a long weekend in Disney if they wanted to stay. So we figured a Thursday would be a nice way to start off their trip and then they could have Friday, Saturday and Sunday to spend relaxing or going to the parks or however they wanted to. So that's kind of how it worked out. And a lot of our guests, almost all of them stayed for the weekend. So that was really fun after our wedding to hang out with them. That's wonderful. How did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? We did a lot of research and looking at a lot of pictures. I mean, I feel like your podcast, your Instagram, and so many other Disney brides helped us so much. Sometimes I feel like with all of our decisions, these sources helped us even more than going to actual Disney (laughs) and asking the questions. But um, we, we... chose the wedding pavilion because we that was kind of the feel of our wedding. We wanted it to be romantic, fairy tale, but still have like classic elements. And we felt that the wedding pavilion, it's a chapel. So it had that element to it, but it was just gorgeous. It really doesn't need too many extra things. And like the view of the castle in the back, we just felt like it was perfect for the vibe that we wanted to have for our wedding. And then we decided on American Adventure because we just loved it. We felt like it was, again, like so beautiful and just like a classic venue. We loved the dome ceiling. It kind of reminded us of some venues up in New Jersey that we loved. Another reason that we loved American Adventure was because it was actually inside of Epcot. And we just felt like that would be a really unique experience for all of our guests. Since they were flying in and taking the time and like spending the money to do this, we just wanted them to have a really unique and special Disney experience. So we loved that our venue was inside of the park and they would get to go in all dressed up and kind of see it from a totally different world. So we chose American Adventure and we loved it. That's great. Did you use any outside vendors for any part of your day? Yes, we actually used a lot of outside vendors. Again, like talking to other Disney brides was so helpful. We used Root Photography for our photographers, and we loved Nathan and Jency. We cannot say enough good things. They were recommended to us by other Disney brides, and they're just awesome. They make the day flow. They're so calm. They just know what they're doing, and they do the best job. So we were so happy that we went with them. We actually had our engagement photo shoot with them also, and it was just it, they just were amazing. So we would definitely recommend them. 
I also used a outside vendor for hair and makeup. So I used Leah Montez. She was amazing. Again, I cannot say enough good things about her. I actually used her again recently for my 30th birthday when we went down to Disney. She's so personable. She's just like an artist. And I feel like I had tried a few different hair and makeup artists when we were planning our wedding. Actually, we tried one for our venue tour when we went down. And then the summer right before the wedding, we ended up trying two others. And she just blew them away. And she's not on Disney's recommended vendor list, but She's just amazing. So if anybody is iffy about hair and makeup, I highly recommend her. And then our last outside vendor was Kirk Bain, who was our officiant. And again, we just thought he was great. He was also recommended by another Disney bride. And he just had this flow to the ceremony. And he was so personable. He really just talked to us. It wasn't like he was reading anything. It just felt like he was family almost. And we had so many compliments from our guests about him. So he, it was awesome having him there. That's fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We had quite a few different things going on for entertainment wise. Again, we kind of splurged. We like wanted our guests to have this big experience. So we really tried to have little surprises here and there, little elements of Disney magic. So um, at our cocktail hour, we had a harpist and we didn't actually get to see her, but we heard from everybody else that she was wonderful. And then it was funny. We went to Victoria and Albert's a couple days after our wedding and she was the harpist there. So that was fun to actually get to hear her play. At the reception, we had a DJ. We had Charles Miles, and he was amazing. Again, another recommended person from other Disney brides, and he was great. He was so entertaining and so outgoing and just so much fun. We had the Magic Mirror photo booth, which was kind of a last-minute add-on because we saw it on the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings TV show, and I was just like, that is so fun. We have to have that, so we added it on, and something kind of unique we did with our pictures, so when, when they use the Magic Mirror to take a picture, they get them printed out, and we had our guests put them in our guest book and sign next to it. So it's really cool when we're flipping through our guest book to actually see a picture of our guests at the wedding, all of our friends together, and they wrote like serious messages, silly messages, and it was just like another fun element to our guest book. We also had Mickey and Minnie come to our wedding, which I felt like was a must. It's like, how can you have the Disney wedding and not have Mickey and Minnie come? So we had them come and our guests loved them almost fighting for their attention on the dance floor. It's so funny to watch back in our video, our wedding video. So they were just so much fun. And we did the cake cutting with them. Oh, we had Major Domo during our ceremony. And then he came to our reception to announce us as we walked in with our wedding party and then our parents. And then we walked in and he was just so much fun too. When he walked in to the ceremony with the rings and the glass slipper, Everybody just gasped. It was just such a fun surprise and just so like fairy tale and people just loved that. We also had our dessert party, which was a fun surprise for everyone and the fireworks viewing, which was great entertainment. Everybody loved that. 
And at the very end, I don't know if you would call this entertainment, but we had the confetti cannons. So that was just so much fun. Like another special memory unexpected that our guests were wowed by. So we had all those things and they were just awesome. We wouldn't change one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Yeah. So for our cocktail hour, we had the cheeseburger egg rolls as one of our menu items and they're just delicious. At the time, you only could get them during a certain festival in Animal Kingdom. But since then, they've returned to Magic Kingdom. So that's a good thing. But they were so good. For cake flavors, we had red velvet cake with the cream cheese icing. And we also had almond cake with the amaretto cream. The almond cake with the amaretto cream was just out of this world. We loved it and our guests loved it. So we would definitely recommend that. (laughs) Anything from the dessert party? Yeah, so we actually had a Bananas Foster station at the dessert party. It was kind of funny. At my parents' wedding, they had Bananas Foster, and it was a huge hit. So we were we were trying to think of a, something unique we could have at our dessert party. And my mom suggested that, and I love that. So when they said that they could do that, we were so excited, and it was delicious, and our guests loved it. So it was entertaining, and it just was so much fun and delicious. <laughs> Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day fit together? We started getting ready around 8 a.m. I got ready with my mom, my five bridesmaids, and my future mother-in-law, who is now my mother-in-law. So we had our hair and makeup done. That took pretty long, (laughs) a little (laughs) longer than we expected, actually. We had our first look at two o'clock and then we took pictures starting around three o'clock so we did our pictures before our ceremony just for like the lighting and for time's sake because everything was kind of back to back after that so we had our pictures starting at three o'clock and then myself and my parents took the carriage over to the wedding pavilion and our ceremony started at five o'clock it lasted until about five thirty, which I thought was such a perfect amount of time and then Um, we had our cocktail hour from six o'clock to seven o'clock at the Whitehall room and patio. And then our guests were bussed over to American adventure and our reception started at seven 30. So they came in for the reception. We were a little bit worried about timing, but everything ended up working out. We didn't want our guests to feel rushed eating, but we actually just had the salad course set when guests arrived so they can start eating and we had our toasts in between each course so the guests had from 7 30 to around 8 45 to eat their dinner and we heard all the toasts and we did our first dance at that time and then we went out to the dessert party so the dessert party was from 8 45 to around 10 o'clock so we saw the fireworks had dessert had coffee and then we came in and then we partied for the rest of the night and we actually extended our reception by an hour and a half until 1.30 and we're really happy we did that. We felt like that gave our guests time to kind of enjoy and not feel like they were rushing from one thing to the next. We had a few little surprises in between in there that took up some time so we just wanted our guests to feel like they had time to get up and dance and mingle and we're really happy that we extended it the extra hour and a half till 1.30. Ooh, what kind of surprises? 
So, well, we had like Mickey and Minnie coming. We also did a waltz dance that kind of broke things up. So we, we went and we took dance lessons and we had a choreographed waltz to the Beauty and the Beast song, Tale as Old as Time. And that was so much fun. So that kind of broke things up. So yeah, we just had like little things here and there, like when Mickey and Minnie came and we just wanted our guests to not feel like they were rushing from here to there. Oh, we also did the bouquet toss and the garter toss. So that was in there. So we were just happy we extended the time a little bit. That's great. And some questions I've seen from other people who are considering, because you extended it kind of late into the evening, did you find that any of your guests took off early? Nobody did. And that was actually something I was thinking about. But everybody stayed. Even my grandpa stayed. Everyone had so much fun. I think they were even thinking about the time. And I mean, you're not doing so many extra things. Like if you're not really having characters or you're not doing the bouquet toss and the garter toss, or if you're not doing like a dessert and if you're not doing those things, I don't know if it's necessary. We didn't want our guests to feel like they were here. They were there. They were in American adventure. They were at the dessert party. Now, like we didn't want them to feel like they're rushing all over with no break. And so we just felt like adding that time would give us a little bit of time to relax and everybody else a little bit of time to relax. So it worked for us. And nobody, yeah, nobody left early. So we were happy about that. (laughs) That's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? Honestly, I would say the most important, there were probably two most important things for us. The first one was the food. Honestly, we in New Jersey, weddings are just out of control. (laughs) And there's always tons of food and it's over the top, honestly. So one thing we really focused on was our food. We wanted our guests to remember that. I feel like when you go to a wedding, that's one thing that sticks with you. So we tried to choose foods that were just delicious and just like really nice and fit our night. So when we were choosing our menu for dinner, we chose like a surf and turf and we, we tried to like elevate our menu a little bit to be like, just like elegant and fit our, our wedding. So we had a lot of different options for them. I think we had four different options. So we had like a surf and turf option. We had a chicken option. We had another fish option and a vegetarian option. And then for a dessert party, And for the cocktail hour, actually, we were honestly a little bit concerned about these two things at first, because with the packages, they're kind of a lot of money and you don't get as much food as you would here in New Jersey. So at New Jersey weddings, you might have like 12 past hors d'oeuvres, you might have five or six stations at your cocktail hour. And that's not really how it was. So we were a little bit nervous, like we didn't want our friends and family to be like, what is this? But everybody loved it. We had five menu items at our cocktail hour. And then we all, we had three dessert party items along with a coffee bar. And it was not a concern to anyone. Everybody enjoyed the food so much. But I feel like a lot, a lot, a lot of our budget went to the food. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I have seen a lot of couples who are from New Jersey or the New York area concerned about that when they see that, you know, Disney is suggesting three past appetizers or whatever, they're worried that the food's going to run out. And that's one thing Disney will never allow to happen. Right. Actually, at our dessert party, we had when we were going inside around 10 o'clock, there were 
so many desserts left over, they brought them in on plates for everyone and put them all out on the table. So they made sure not to waste anything. So that was great. Another thing we focused our budget on, honestly, was just making this something our guests would never forget. So I feel like that's kind of vague, but in general, we just felt like we tried to add in things that were really unique to Disney and really just magical and that our guests would always remember. So I would say those are two things that we really focused on, which I know it's a little bit vague, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? So one thing that we felt like we saved money on was our floral. We didn't really have too many floral like centerpieces or anything. We had some floral at our ceremony and then that floral was used at the reception. They brought it over to the reception after. Our centerpieces for the tables at our cocktail hour were reused at our dessert party. So we were able to reuse floral in that way. Our centerpieces at the reception, we actually used candelabras, the gold candelabras, which were beautiful. And they were suggested by other Disney brides who have had their reception there. And they were so much cheaper than the floral. And they looked just as beautiful, in my opinion. So I don't really feel like the floral was missed too much. I feel like all of these places are so gorgeous on their own. They don't really need so much more. So the floral is probably where we saved. Other than that, though, I'm going to be honest, I feel like we kind of splurged. (laughs) And um, we're happy we did like we don't we don't regret it. We're so glad we pretty much did everything else that we wanted to do, even if it made our budget go up a little, little, little bit more (laughs) than we thought. But we just knew it, it was the best day ever. And we we don't regret anything. (laughs) And that's wonderful. (laughs) So out of all of that, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I can honestly not pick. (laughs) I am so, (laughs) I cannot pick a favorite memory there. I mean, there were some highlights for me, but the whole day, genuinely, I was just the happiest I've ever been. It was just the best day. And it's so hard for me to pick a favorite memory, but some highlights would probably be riding in Cinderella's coach. That was just like something I'll never forget. And even Chuck, it's like a highlight for him. I loved our first look. It was just so emotional. So that, and, and it was so funny. We were both so nervous. And as soon as we saw each other, it was like, oh, we felt so much better. And it just, that will always stick with me. I loved our waltz dance that we did that was so much fun it was so much fun actually going to the practices we did like eight weeks of practice and that that was just such a fun bonding time for us and we just enjoyed it so much and then performing it at the wedding I did like a little outfit change and we did our waltz and it was so fun I feel like our guests were impressed especially by Chuck he really stepped it up so that was such a fun memory I mean Mickey and Minnie coming was amazing. The confetti cannons at the end, honestly, my family was kind of making fun of me a little bit because I was like, I want these confetti cannons. And they, it was just everybody, even people who knew about it beforehand had forgotten. So it was just a surprise for everyone. And I don't know, it was so much fun. But there, there was like so many special moments. Like I just can't even pick one. <laughs> 
Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? A couple things. So one thing that it didn't necessarily go wrong, but originally we had really wanted the Christmas decorations up in American Adventure. We couldn't really budge on the week we chose because I'm a teacher and that is teacher's convention in New Jersey. So um, I had off at that time and a lot of the people attending the wedding had off at that time. And we originally really were set on having the Christmas decorations up and our planner was able to reach out and find out that we were missing the Christmas decorations in American Adventure by only a few days, but there was really nothing we could do to change it. So At first, we were actually going to pay to have it decorated like Christmas inside American Adventure. So we got prices for that from the floral, but it was it was so much money and it was kind of silly. They were going to decorate for our wedding in American Adventure, take it down and then in two days redecorate the whole thing. It just is so funny. But (laughs) once we got the price for that and we realized that The rest of the park wasn't really going to be decorated and it wasn't really Christmas yet. It was still the beginning of November. We we decided that was one place, like I said before, the floral we would cut. And we were a little stressed about that in the beginning, but it turned out beautiful. So that was one thing that was like a little hiccup in the beginning. Other than that, so just a couple things through the day were a little hiccups, I guess. The tablecloths at our dessert party were supposed to be black and they were white. Honestly, I didn't even notice it the day of. (laughs) I was so just like in a dream world. I didn't even notice. One other thing, our planner actually had left our reception around 1130 and it still had two hours to go. And we were supposed to be giving out late night snack like Mickey ice creams to our guests. So like uh, Mickey ice cream sandwiches and the the ice cream bars and stuff, and they never got passed out. So Mm. that was a little bit of a bummer. But besides that, really nothing went wrong. And honestly, I didn't notice anything had gone wrong until after the wedding, thinking about back on it, like the day of, I was just enjoying myself so much, I didn't notice anything. Oh, that's great. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? Probably like what I said before about the Christmas trees. <laughs> I probably should have said that here. So yeah, with the, um, wanting it to be a Christmas theme originally and then getting the floral price, it was just so astronomical. And we decided to kind of change our tune a little bit and just to go with like a gold and ivory theme everywhere. And it ended up being so beautiful and it was not a big deal at all. And it was not even missed. So probably that. I think that's really it. I don't think there was anything else. That's great. Do you remember how much they said it was going to be to decorate for Christmas and then take it all down? I want to say we wanted them to put the garland up and then we were having them add Christmas trees with gold decorations. I want to say it was close to (laughs) 19,000. So... We decided that was not something we needed. (laughs) (laughs) And especially like you say that they were going to take them down and then put them all back up for free a few days later. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We were laughing so much when we were talking about that. I honestly think it was two days later. So I said to my planner, I'm like, they're really going to take it down. And 24 hours later, they're going to put it back up. (laughs) Oh, man. But I mean, like I said, it turned out it turned out fine in the end. But we were bummed at first. Now, is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? 
Yeah, a couple little things. Honestly, for us, <laughs> this is so funny. We talk about this a lot. We, <laughs> probably what we would have done is put our wedding off a little bit longer, like maybe a year and save a little bit more because we wanted to have everything that we wanted at our wedding. We didn't want to really make too many cuts and we didn't. And I'm glad we didn't. But if we could have just saved a little bit longer, I think that would have been better off in the long run. So that's something we actually talk about a lot. And I think it's important. Like if you want something at your wedding, you should be able to have it. And I know a lot of times Disney brides talk about like, what should I cut or what can I cut from this budget? Or A lot of times they talk about that. And I know everyone has different circumstances. But for, for me, I just feel like if I could have waited a little bit longer, that would have been probably better for us in the long run. Besides that, though, so things that I would have changed. So I probably would have had our hair and makeup artist, Leah, I probably would have had her just do maybe my mom and I or my mom and my maid of honor and myself on the day of the wedding and then let the rest of the girls have somebody else or a few other people because we ended up kind of crunched for time. And I feel like because the bride is supposed to go last and have the freshest hair and makeup, I was kind of like in a, in a big rush to get ready in time. So that's just mm-hmm. something that I think back that maybe I would have done. I also think just because of where our wedding was in Florida and with the humidity and stuff like that, I might have had my hair and makeup artist stay until after the ceremony and touch me up a little bit. I felt like from the time that picture started around 2.30 to after the ceremony around 5.30, I was outside a lot and I just could have used a little touching up. So that's probably something else little that maybe I would have done. But other than that, there's nothing else like we had the best day. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would just say, enjoy the day. Like, Trust all of your vendors. I think that's a big thing. I feel like as brides, it's easy for us to get kind of crazy about every little detail. And we want everything to be perfect. And we want to make sure we get this picture and that goes right. And like, there's a lot of things the day of that you could micromanage. But I feel like the best advice is to just trust all of the vendors you've chosen on that day and enjoy yourself. Like don't worry about anything. Disney's got it covered. Your vendors have it covered. The best thing you can do is just have the best day, be present, and just try to remember every detail because it goes so fast. And it's just, it's just such a special time. So enjoy all the planning. And when it comes to the day, just enjoy the day. That's great advice. Well, Nicole, I think you've offered a lot of great advice and tips for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, 
available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>